You're playing the game of life, right? In this case, it's the game of money. If you don't understand how the game of money works, then you can't properly play. And then conversely, there's you and your personal responsibility as a player. If you don't know what the player needs to do in order to win in the game or score in the game, you can never be a successful player in that game. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. (laughs) And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. I'm Janelle Copeland. And I'm Edward Copeland. I don't have any foolishness in my name today. Oh, right to the point. (laughs) All right. Do you have a what in the world, sir? No, you said you had one, so go ahead. Go ahead. I'm Um, I'm super excited to hear this what in the world. Well, the what in the world is that Eddie and I, you guys may have known if you've listened to the podcast for a while, we went through a period where we never watched TV. We thought TV was for losers. You're a lazy loser if you sit there and have all your favorite shows. And then that whole like, you know, hustle hard all the time, we just stopped subscribing to that. It was Mm -hmm. not sustainable. We were on the verge of burnout. So we were like, we need something to do that's not work related. So, you know, every now and then we enjoy a show or a movie in the evening together. So we have a couple of rules. We don't watch TV without each other because if you start something and you really love it, I'm going to be hurt. I'm going to be upset. You're going to have to watch it again. It's just not ever a good investment if you do something without the other. Right. Right. So the other night I had like five loads of laundry to fold. He had just gotten home from work. Eddie has a system when he gets home from work. It takes him about 30 minutes to kind of like download and like interject himself (laughs) into the family. Jordan was doing homework. So I said, you know, I'm going to turn on the TV. I literally don't know how to do it without someone else doing it for me. That's how little TV I watch. And I figured out how to turn it on. And lo and behold, there was a new Kardashians show. So I said, well, this is definitely something my husband will not ever watch. Right. I have never watched one episode of Keeping Up with the Kardashians, like not my thing, whatever. And so I just hit play. It said it was a new show. And Jordan goes, mom, are you watching the Kardashians? And I was like, well, I don't know. It came up. I'm just I'm folding laundry. Leave me alone. So then she starts eavesdropping, right? Not doing her homework. And then Eddie walks in. Are you watching the Kardashians? But didn't have a problem sliding into a seat (laughs) and then just got completely enthralled. So my what in the world is my husband's officially a Kardashians fan. Hold on, let me finish. (laughs) And then there's a preview for the next one that's up and coming. And Kanye buys Kim some sort of present. She's unzipping it in the preview, crying, Kanye got this for me. And all Eddie has said all week long is, I want to know what's in the box. (laughs) What's in the box. And so he can't wait. He's obsessed now. Can't wait for the next episode of The The Kardashians. Here's my problem. Here's my, people listen to this. I am extremely curious, right? Mm -hmm. Anything and everything I'll watch a, a, we'll watch a Marvel movie and Mm -hmm. I'm so curious about either the actors or 
but whatever the history and I'll just research it for that night because mm-hmm. I'm just so curious. Mm-hmm. And the Kardashians are one of those things where they pique your curiosity because it's just an interesting phenomenon, right. right? Like they didn't come into the game with like like uh, these crazy talents of mm-hmm. entertainment. They just were they put something out on television. People loved it. They watched it. What was it like? 15 seasons or something yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. And so I had never really watched the Kardashians before. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching this and like, I'm thinking to myself, wow, they're, you know, they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars, mm-hmm. right? Impressive. Ka- Kanye is worth billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And I'm in my brain, I'm thinking, what on earth could you buy someone <laughs> that makes them cry like that? Mm-hmm. That's in like a box suitcase thing or something. Right. And she's all, Oh my God, look what Kanye got me. Right. And like, the, and at this point, I'm thinking they're not together. So right. he got her something, right? As a separated right. unit or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, they're trying to co parent. Right. I guess. They're trying to co parent. Uh-huh. And so I'm thinking, what in the hell is in that box? So right. now I'm like, now I have to watch the Kardashians. Yeah. Know. Every day, Eddie's like, what's in the box, Jordan? I have to know. And she's what like, could Dad. possibly in please. that box? So I'm convinced that in your Google calendar, you're going to get an alert for every new episode of the Kardashians. So that's my what in the world. There that you was have my it. what in the world is what's in the box. Okay. That, that was my what in the world. So you kind of took that from me. There you go. But I will tell you, like watching that episode, obviously there's like uh, tea and like it, it's kind of, over dramatic, mm-hmm. dramatized, and like normal things that people talk about. But I will say that like they made a living just kind of being themselves and being right. real, and mm-hmm. and then they they had a perspective on on you know beauty or whatever, and people kind of bought into that. Like you can't you can't throw shade. I know a lot of people do not like the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. One, they do not know the Kardashians. Right, right? you, you don't know, know. You have no idea yeah. what you're watching on television, what, what, whether it's real or not. The fact that we've actually been a part of a pilot of a reality show, we know Our a lot own of reality it, right? Show. We we know that a lot a of lot it of is it's manufactured, and manufactured, yeah. and it's entertainment, right? right? That's maybe what it you is. guys don't know that when we first started the Cake Mamas, and maybe you don't know the name why it's called the Cake Mamas, but when we founded our bakery. It was because the kids saw their mom and I like, you know, making cakes and talking about owning a bakery. And they literally at four, six and eight said, well, if you're both going to be our mamas and you're both going to make cakes, then you should name your business the Cake Mamas. And so the slogan kind of became like, well, we are an odd duo, right? People are going to freak out that it's like the new wife, the ex, like, wait, they both have the same kids. Like, this is so strange. And so we shared the slogan or the tagline of the Cake Mamas, which is because life can be as sweet as you make it. And if you have a blended family and you've got a baby mama, you could still make it as sweet as you want. Right. Right. And so we started sharing that on our website and on our social media. And interestingly enough, that took off like to heights that we never imagined. So own was like oprah's network was coming out at that time they followed us we had other producers meetings with them who were constantly pushing us and selling us and we were negotiating with like jimmy kimmel's attorneys to have him look over our contracts that we were being offered and you know it didn't work out for many reasons but when we filmed kind of a pilot or like a i forget what it's called Oh, yeah, sizzle reel. Sizzle reels. Yeah. They followed us around for weeks. I mean, the kids to soccer practice, to the bakery. And when we finally were presented with, you know, hey, this is what we're going to pitch to the networks, I was appalled. Like, I was like, first of all, you're trying to pin me against <laughs> Fabiola. And you just literally followed us to a PTA, like, 
a PTA meeting at our kids' school, and you saw that we went together and people respect the union that her and I have, yet in the pitch, in the sizzle reel, you made it seem like I had an attitude with her and like they had taken something I said out of context, like, well, that was stupid, and they made it pieced together with something that she did that I didn't even see and made it seem like I was calling her stupid. And so immediately we were like, I had to pause it and say, wait, just so you know, I did not call you stupid. And I felt like that could have caused so many problems in our family. Yeah. And so we know the inner workings of, you know, reality TV. And it was something we found out that was not right for our family, considering we had small kids and a reputation to maintain in our community. And we were not the Kardashians. The the magic of editing can make anything give a meaning, give any normal conversation a totally different meaning and narrative. And and that's the beauty of it, right? So, I, you know, I walked in and you're watching that and and I'm like drawn in because, you know, I'm just like, it's one of those things where you can't take your eye off yeah. of it, whether you look at it as a, a car wreck or mm-hmm. you think it's just quality TV, either way. But I was very intrigued by what was in that damn box. So right. I will be keeping you guys, if you don't watch the Kardashians, that's okay. I will let you know what's in that box because what does a billionaire buy another billionaire Mm -hmm. as a gift and makes him cry. I'm so curious. Yeah, I just, uh, because we run out of gifts to get each other (laughs) and we're not multi-billionaire. Like, what would you buy me? Because he didn't buy her an island and put that in a a box. I I have no idea. So I don't know. Inquiring minds want to know. Anyways, this is episode 140. It's titled Shit You Should Know. And it's a little bit about money and then also ambition, perspective. And that's really what the Push Podcast is about, is about giving you alternate perspectives about things that you might not consider unless your friends Eddie and Janelle kind of position for you, right? So I'm going to dive into the three things that we think you should know, and then we'll elaborate on all of them. Does that sound good? Yeah, let's do it. And we'll talk about why we're talking about this stuff. So number one, money's abundant. Really, regardless of your circumstance, regardless of how broke you are, we just taught a financial worksheet. You might want to get the replay to that. No, financial workshop. workshop, Sorry, with worksheets. worksheets. (laughs) (laughs) And that'll cost you $29. It's basically a bunch of stuff that you should have learned in school that you probably didn't because we didn't. And then life had to teach us the hard way, right? So I'm telling you, no matter where you're at in life, money is abundant. And we will explain that. The next thing is your dreams determine the size of your success, Mm -hmm. right? And then the third thing is clarity and vision only come from action. Right. Okay, so why are we talking about this? What has inspired this? Because it's actually more television. Right. So it's more. (laughs) We are now couch potatoes. Yeah. We went from lazy, thinking we were lazy losers to like now we find educational things that we can learn from. And and I think we've mentioned it before. I think it's so important that when you are watching television, when you are listening to the Push podcast or watching the Push podcast, like you got to stay conscious and, and not be. Like uh, it cannot be mindless, Mm -hmm. passive listening. Mm -hmm. So what we try to do is try to be really active when we watch shows. We Mm -hmm. have dialogue, we pause and everything. Mm -hmm. So we have. We might be annoying to watch shows with. No, we we can only do this with each other. Yeah. Like every people be like, can you just keep it going? If you died, I don't know that I would ever find someone to watch television. And the funny is like Jordan does that too. The whole family does it now. Like we'll we'll watch something as as a family go, okay, wait, Mm -hmm. hold on. But so. What's interesting, so we started watching a show uh, called We Crashed, which was on Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. and 
we started watching it because it's a movie or television series mm -hmm. about the company we work. So it's not about a car accident. It's not people. about a, a car accident. It's about an actual company. And so we're always intrigued by entrepreneurship, business. Mm -hmm. uh, Janelle loves to be a drug cartel leader, like mm -hmm. all those different things. I would be <laughs> such a great drug dealer. <laughs> she, Seriously. She's so cold hearted. She'd take I don't you get out. caught up in the weeds. I'm like right. uh, off them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so we were watching this and, you know, we didn't have we didn't have any expectations about it because we didn't really know. And and we were probably during the time we work was going on. We weren't really paying attention to mm -hmm. that space. Well, I don't business. need a co-working office right, space. Right. right. So we're watching this and a couple of things are completely apparent. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's let's stop there. So we watched that and then we started watching. um it's called Elizabeth. Dropout. Oh, well, uh -huh. first we started watching the documentary on what is the name? Elizabeth called? Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes, and so she is the one who supposedly invented Theranos, a, a Theranos which is the company she represented. But she also had a, a machine called the Edison, which was supposed to take a drop of blood and analyze it for like 180 something mm -hmm. diseases, so that you can be proactive around what's going on and not have to get vows and vows and vows of of blood taken in order to get blood tests. Are you saying vowels or vowels? Vowels. Or vials? Vials. Vials. Yeah. Eddie has an accent. Vials, people. It you, comes you know, out sometimes. You all know what I'm saying. Dang. Okay. Can I say why we... Okay, go ahead. We started with We Crash just because it came up and it was a recommendation and it was like based on a true story. Right. Anything about building an empire and entrepreneurship <laughs> or just business, money, someone else's success, you should always be curious about that. Right, right. If you want to be successful... Sometimes creativity comes in your for your business through downtime and just like seeing something that happens in another industry or recognizing a struggle that you have through someone else and then watching how they persevere through it, right? right. So it sparked so much dialogue to where for the next couple of days, I kept talking to everybody about it that I knew. Oh right. my God, you got to watch We Crash, blah, 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 blah. So I started talking to other business owner friends about it or working professional friends and all of them said, you got to watch Elizabeth Holmes. Right. I was like, ah, biotech. I don't know. I'm not really into tech, not really into science. No, no, no. You got to learn how she built this company. And now she could potentially be going to jail. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. So we started watching it. Lots of lessons to learn. I just think that you should go watch those. Yeah. And I think a lot of times people watch things like that and they are super focused on the failure part mm -hmm. portion of it or like whether there was this deceit or you know all the different things that are negative mm -hmm. but for us we were like wow like like if you watch and you look at all the things that helped them get to the pinnacle or mm -hmm. the peak of whatever they were doing wrong right or indifferent there's a lot to be learned there yeah i mean you guys so the conversation sounds like this wait pause right <laughs> wait a second pause it we pause it, we laugh, and I say, we are doing life wrong. Right. We're doing things wrong. Like, this came so easily. This is like something that, like, all they did was articulate their idea. They got in front of the right people. They found the right people to get in front of. They had this grandiose vision of something that, like, bro, you don't even know if that's going to work. Right. But you literally sold the dream to someone who was just an average dude that was like, hey, that sounds kind of cool. Let's do it. Right. What? Yet we're 
constantly, women in particular, are constantly questioning, well, what if this goes wrong? What if this doesn't work? Well, the chances of it not working are pretty great, but what if it does, right? So this guy just behaved as though it was going to work. What do you mean? Why would it not? And everybody started just like, you're right. This is an amazing idea. Here's millions of dollars. Wait, what? So then we're like, wait, pause. Yeah. We're doing life wrong. We're doing business wrong. And this, we're managing this, money wrong. And we, and this is something that we we talk to our students about, like, like the B do have like philosophy and thought process of like, like, in order for me to have a successful business, I need to have all these things, mm-hmm. right? I need to have the right network. I need to have the right money and all these different things. And in this show, he is actually being what he's trying to create. And everything else is attracted to Yeah, it. This guy's broke as a joke, you right. guys. Has an idea that he thinks is worth billions of dollars. Just starts talking about it with extreme conviction. Is very, you know, excited about it. I have people selling cupcakes. Right. That don't even believe in selling their cupcakes for $3 a piece. Because what if people complain? What if they complain? Like, you need to find some conviction in what you're doing. That's the right And word. be so excited that people can't help but to say yes. So that's something that you'll take from it. And so what I learned was key point one, like money is abundant. You know, there are venture capitalists, there are investors, there are people looking to invest in the next cool thing, but we don't know about that unless we understand the game, right? Yeah. And so in the financial workshop that we just taught, which again, I think you should go by the replay of that. It's only $29. You can go to wearethecopelands.com or janellecopeland.com. But we position like two thoughts. You're playing the game of life, right? In this case, it's the game of money. If you don't understand how the game of money works, then you can't properly play, right? right? And then conversely, there's you and your personal responsibility as a player. If you don't know what the player needs to do in order to win in the game or score in the game, you can never be a successful player in that game. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. And I think that when it comes down to money, right, and we say money is abundant, like when you think about the confidence and the conviction that you need to have to create value around something that doesn't exist yet. Like that is a powerful thing because what you see and in, in if you watch any of these thing, these shows, they had the ability to communicate ex- like all their confidence, all their conviction, their entire vision, and it attracted money. Why? Because people saw vision, they mm-hmm. saw value in what they were creating in their mind that they were able to articulate it and, and communicate. And I think that a lot of times what happens with people is that they're so caught up in their insecurities and then also we shun people that have tremendous confidence. Kanye. Right? We shun them mm-hmm. because we don't have what they have, right? Or we see it as arrogance because sometimes it is borderline arrogant, mm-hmm. right? But there is a, a powerful thing that happens when you have deep belief in yourself right. and deep belief in something that you can create, even if it doesn't exist yet, but you're walking in that path to create it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, the money follows and there's one thing that's a, that's a universal law. Money is attracted to value. Mm-hmm. And whether that value is an actual practical, tangible tool or, or device or service, or maybe it's a dream. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an aspiration or a vision that you can get people to get behind. And all of a sudden, all the things that you're looking for 
like you get. Right. You receive. So two things about money. One is we're still learning the game of money, right? Yeah. I talked to a cousin the other day who's a multimillionaire and has had great success in her business. And she said, oh, we took a whole life insurance policy out years ago. We pay in $200 a month and then you can borrow against that tax-free. But in the event that you know something happens, then it's a million-dollar cash-out policy, which pays for the entire value of this property that we're making payments on. And I was like, wait, let me get this straight. So $200 pre-tax goes into uh, an insurance policy guaranteeing that if you die or someone dies, that the property that you own on this particular location gets paid off and you also can borrow against it because that, that just seems odd. Like when I pay for insurance for my car, they don't say, oh, you want to borrow this money? Yeah, go ahead. Take the money back. Right. Like that's just So I didn't know about that. That's part of the game to where I can't show up and play properly unless I know how the game's played, right? Right, and you know, it was so funny because we I shared a video with you uh, about Grant Cardone, and a lot mm. of people have feelings about him because he's super confident and real and, estate right? guy. So he you know, he said something that I thought, and I researched, and I was like, wow, this is an actual fact that every time you deposit money into a bank, the bank has the ability under the law and the policies of the FDIC. To loan that out at a multiple, so they can say, "Hey, you put ten times." Yeah, like nine to ten times. So if you put a a million dollars in the bank, they can actually go out and loan that out ten million dollars. Right, and you think about when you say money is abundant, like you think about what you just said that, like, if you get an insurance policy. You're putting money into that, right? And a lot of times you think, oh, I'm putting money into an insurance policy. It just sits with the insurance money mm-hmm. company. They go out and they invest that money because right. that's what insurance companies do. But I don't get any, I can't maneuver that. But well, apparently you can. But apparently you can. So now I can put money into something and then reverse that money out because it's my money, invest that money, do mm-hmm. something with that money, and then still make sure that I'm yeah. still protected if something happens to right. me. Uh, sign me up. This is why I'm saying like yeah. money is abundant. If like to your if point, you know it. if you know how to maneuver it, if you use it as a tool and you don't. And like, I think that's one of the things that like for me, like getting away from the emotional attachment to money, but making sure you know that, okay, I can let this go, it's a tool. but I can bring it back to me in a way that I need it. And then yeah. I can maneuver it as a tool so that I can make more. Like, it's just so yeah. fascinating. But when you watch these individuals and we crashed and, and then, and the, um, other Elizabeth home, like people were throwing money at these people Mm -hmm. because they just believed in their idea. Right. So let me give you another example of how money is abundant. My sister-in-law literally works for a venture capitalist Mm -hmm. right now. She's in charge this year of finding female business owners. So minority female business owners in the tech industry Um, So tech specific, don't inquire if you are a bakery owner, but tech specific in the health sector, right? right? And so that's very specific. The venture capitalist she works for has hired her and paid her an amazing salary to say, go out and just let all of these aspiring business owners pitch to you all day long. And if the business idea seems viable, let's invest. So she gets to give $250 million, like that's insane to me. Right. Like, had I known that when I got into entrepreneurship and done some research to learn how that game's played, I probably would have got into a different industry. Right. Right. So 
I guess we're trying to say like money's available, it's abundant, but you have to know where it's at. And you're not born knowing this. You know this stuff through conversations, through shows, through podcasts, through books. And that's just the way the game works is like you're going to learn if you're in pursuit of things, right? Yeah, and I think that leads to the next point um, when you said pursuit. Like you have to have a dream that is big enough that gives you a size of the prize of success that you're looking for, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's the thing where maybe we as a society are too distracted Mm -hmm. because I think that our distractions, whether either social media or or even mindless television, Mm -hmm. like sitcoms and things of that nature, stops us from thinking and coming up with a dream that like is worthy, Mm -hmm. that it attracts money. But you could say like, hey, well, Janelle and Eddie said, watch the Kardashians. Well, I watched that. Now I want that dream life. You're telling me to dream up a life, be abundant. Money's everywhere. Well, I want to be an influencer and I want to be famous like the Kardashians and I want a multi-million dollar house. So how is that how my dreams come true is like having a vision for my success. I want to be successful. I want to be a Mm multi-millionaire that there's more to it. Yeah. Like you got to do the work. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop with a, just a dream. Like I think that you have to embody it. Like mm-hmm. it, it. Like we we need referring back to that show. You have to walk in that dream, and you have to be fearless when it comes to putting yourself out there and having the confidence that you need to have. But you also need to know that there's levels, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that if you don't know anything about the influencer space, how are you investing in yourself mm-hmm. to educate yourself on this? Take a course. Take a course. Mm-hmm. Learn like learn the ins and outs. Like Do your due diligence. Understand the marketplace that you're getting into. Mm-hmm. I think people try to skip to the Kardashian mm-hmm. level and just get on camera and start putting things out, but they don't actually do the work that well, go, that's required within that. I think then there's, a, there's like shame associated with it. Like, well, they said a dream big. I've got a vision board. And everybody now on my Instagram feed has a Rolls Royce and a multi-million dollar house and they're vacationing in Tahiti and now I'm a loser and I just work at Trader Joe's and, you know, like I don't have a vision, Eddie. I don't know what I want to do. I just know that that's the life that I want. Right. And so I would just say that the next tip, which is shit you should know, is (laughs) Clarity and vision only come from action. Right. And so if you're working at Trader Joe's right now and you're earning a living and you're reading books in your spare time, being inspired by different shows, listening to podcasts like this, then guess what? It's like a breadcrumb will eventually find you that will lead you to another book that will introduce another concept with another idea or an author that now you should be following this author on Instagram instead of all these influencers. And then that will inspire like, hey, there's this conference that maybe you should look into and there are other aspiring influencers. And now you've got tools and steps that you're taking while working at Trader Joe's, while paying your bills, while learning about money and maintaining your credit, living a fulfilled life wherever you're at while chasing big dreams, while knowing that money is abundant and yada, yada, yada. Make sense? It makes perfect sense. And I think that that's the part that people fall apart, right? Mm -hmm. Because I think that people have a dream, they have an aspiration, and then they're paralyzed because the fact is that they can maybe see it very clearly what they want, Mm -hmm. but they're not willing to look ridiculous in the path to trying to get it, Mm -hmm. right? Every one of these individuals that we watched on that show, they at some point looked crazy. 
looked yeah. ridiculous, fell on their face, like met were met with walls and obstacles that were difficult, but they found ways to pursue it even though they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah. Right. And I think people also, another thing that stifles people from chasing big vision, big dreams is how. Like, I want the house and I want the success and I want the money. And I'm even listening to you about law of attraction and manifestation and money is abundant, but I don't know how to do this. Right. Well, I just told you, get the book. <laughs> Get inspired. Put yourself in circles where conversations like this are happening. Like I didn't know about manifestation and abundance and law of attraction until I went to breakfast with a girlfriend's sister that I didn't know. And she was like, well, what's your dream? I'm like, ah, well, I want this. I want this. She's like, no, 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 no. Get very clear on what you want. Life is like a restaurant. When you go to a restaurant, you look at the menu, you tell them exactly what you want. You say, right. I want a Cobb salad, dressing on the side. Please add extra chicken, hold the cheese. Like you get very specific. Most of us are not placing an order for our life. So you just get caught up in the everyday, day-to-day -day activities. You take whatever the world gives you, whatever the universe gives you. But what if you started demanding more, Right. you know? And so she says, when I was broke and I didn't have any money, I found a house that I wanted to live in. And when I started making a little bit of money, I was like, what would it hurt if I just knocked on the door and said, hey, I just want to tell you this is a beautiful house. One day I hope to own it. And I just wanted to compliment you. And she said, they literally said, well, our mother just passed away and we're actually getting ready to sell it. And she said, well, I can't afford it. I don't even know how much it would cost. But what if I leased it mm -hmm. for a year from you? Uh, would you be willing to do that with like the option to buy? You guys, she owns this house now because she had put this out there, took a step, didn't know how, and just figured out how to make it work. And then within that year where she was actually living there, knowing she had the option to buy, she figured out a way to make it happen because she wanted the house that bad. So yeah. she started a business. She started working on, you know, landing contracts for with the government and like just different things. She's a multimillionaire now. Yeah. I didn't know that even worked until I had breakfast with her that day. And that's in even in that story, there's so many places where people get stuck. Yeah. Like, right? One is like, oh, I don't want to look stupid asking a question like, can I can I lease it instead? Yep. Right. Or, oh, I want to be a social media influencer, but I, you know, I don't have the right camera. I don't have the mm -hmm. right lighting. I don't have the right this. I don't have the and this is this is where that I have to have before I can be comes up. And I think that that's to me, when I interact with people and they talk about their dreams and their aspirations, people just refuse to look foolish. Mm -hmm. And it's the foolish times that you really build yourself up and you find ways to like understand and break through. But also you built this really great foundation of like, okay, I learned from this mistake. This was silly. Now I can refine and refine and refine, look foolish again, refine and refine and look foolish again. But I think we're in this place where people want their journey through success to look like Instagram, yep. to look like this picture perfect version of a path that they took, that there were no mistakes. They didn't look dumb and they didn't do all this stupid stuff but they got there in this perfect manner and yeah. it just doesn't exist. 
So I want you to go back and listen to episode number 44, and it's called Thinking Bigger, How to Place Your Order. I share the story on how as the breakfast continued, I literally hated this woman. (laughs) She was forcing me to like think bigger, place my order. At the time, I was feeling very broke. I was feeling very defeated. And she goes, please stop. Like, you're not desperate. You can't tell the world or the universe you're desperate. What do you want? Mm. And all I could do was get in my own way and think it must be nice. Like, she's got all this money to play Barbie dream house, but I'm not her. I'm not at that level. I can't think like this. I can't just place an order. This is stupid. And so all the resistance that I had, I shared it with you. And I will tell you that that day marked the first day that the universe showed me Oh, I I just been waiting for you to dream bigger. Right. And so that's my homework for you. Go listen to episode 44, Thinking Bigger, How to Place Your Order. I want you to leave a comment. I want you to DM me. I want you to figure out what you need to do to think bigger. People message me about that episode all the time. Mm. I want you to know I've been hiding behind fear. I've been wanting to launch my business, but I've had a million excuses. I finally just did it. And guess what? Food Network reached out to me and offered me a spot on such and such. This is going to put me on the map. It's exactly the push that I needed. Like it happens consistently all the time. So just try it because what if your way of thinking, which was my way, very pessimistic, this isn't going to work. What if you just put it aside and just said, well, I'll try it on. Yeah. Why do you think, because I think you said something, I want to make sure that the audience heard this. Why do you think that she called you out for like, dreaming in a desperational kind of Because I kept saying, she goes, what do you want? And I said, well, I need this. Mm. I need money in order to do this. Why do you think that, why does you think that she kept calling you out on that? Um, because she knows what she's talking about. If I keep telling the universe that I'm living in a state of need, I'm desperate. And lack, right? And lack. And so that was a huge slap in my face that I needed because we were living in lack. We were living in scarcity. The moment that I made money. I was like, okay, well, I got to hold on to this in case something bad happens. Well, I'm willing something bad to happen instead of saying, okay, well, I learned how to make a bunch of money right there. So now let me invest this money into doing something bigger because I know that the return will be even greater. Right. Right. And so her calling me out hurt so bad. And I came home, I was crying the moment I left the, the restaurant And I came home and told my husband, like, I can't believe she did that, blah, 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 blah. And my Jesus-like husband said, well, let's just try it. Like, what if it works? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like this hocus pocus magic? And I remember that. And I was like, that's exactly what faith is. Right. Right? It's like not knowing how, but knowing what, uh, you know, and asking for it, declaring it, Mm -hmm. demanding it, and then walking in the path to make it happen and the howl will reveal itself like an like one of those uh remember those images you would have when you were a kid and you had to stare at it and all of a sudden mm, the dinosaur those. would yeah. come out mm-hmm. and you just had to like relax your eyes there wasn't like how do i make it work every time you strained and tried to make it work you could never see it as soon as you relaxed your eyes all of a sudden the dinosaur whatever it was in the image things. would pop out and that's like the thing that you um, like we still have to practice mm-hmm. that that's not something that happens overnight you still have to like put in a safe because desperation and survival is something that's kind of natural, Mm -hmm. but also dreaming big is natural, right? If you sat back and you just daydreamed, all kinds of things would come to you. Your imagination would run wild, 
but we don't do that often, right? Yeah. And we we squash that idea as soon as it comes because of our insecurities, of all of our fears. But I also think that she like got in the way of your of like the desperation speak mm -hmm. because it limits your ability to even think bigger. Yeah. Because you're so consumed with the now, what's right in front of you that you can't look further and look past that to say, that will get figured out if I'm going after something bigger, I will figure out the small things. Right, but it never feels like that. No. And I want you guys to know if you're listening and you are going through a rough time financially, in your business, in life, whatever, when you're in a state of desperation, it's as though nobody understands. Right. And it's simply not true. I've been there, I know what it feels like, and sometimes it's easy to slip back in there Nobody knows how busy I am, how much pressure I have, who's depending on me, how costly this could be. Like you convince yourself, number one, you're magnifying all the like what ifs. Most of the things are not even going to come true. Right. And then you're convincing yourself of why it's OK for you to hold that perspective. And all she did was say, well, what if you had a different perspective? Yeah. I don't know. I don't care if you don't think about it. But <laughs> if you do, it's like a buffet. Right. Like, here, I'm putting all this shit out. If you want it, I prepared it. If not, don't take it. I don't care. Either right. way, it didn't matter her whether I wanted to be stuck in my ways and say that it didn't work. She doesn't give a shit. She's got her own money. So why wouldn't I listen then and be curious and say, well, look how far my way has gotten me. What if her way is the next way? Yeah. And I think that that's super important. So shortly after, I hired a coach who kind of became a therapist. And it came out again. He was like, everything you say is kind of from a state of desperation. Like you're trying so hard to like make the money or build the business or the, but what if it doesn't have to be from a state of desperation? And I literally was like, oh my God, it's coming up again, mm. you know? It's almost and, like at each level. And so he said, it's been embedded in you. You've also created this reward system where everything in your life that you've achieved has come from hard work, hustle, survival. You've willed it to happen. So now you have this internal reward system where anytime you work hard, work your face off, outperform everyone, that's when you'll win. He goes, well, what if that served you for the first 40 years of your life, but right. now it doesn't have to? And I was like a mess. Yeah. Because what if it doesn't have to be like that going into the next phase of my life? And that's where I'm at right now. And I think that that's a shift in identity, mm -hmm. right? Like when you think about like levels of change, there's an identity level, which is the level of like who you think you are, mm -hmm. right? And then kind of below that, it's like your values and your beliefs that kind mm -hmm. of shape your identity. Mm -hmm. and, and anytime you have those types of conversations, someone is interrupting and basically changing and helping you look at your beliefs differently. And right. now you have to second guess the things you believe. And then what gives life to your beliefs and values is like your capability, like mm -hmm. what you think you're capable of. And we typically try to change from a capability standpoint because we want to just change like our ability and our skill set, mm -hmm. which is important. But if you haven't changed your beliefs in yourself or in the things you're doing yeah. or your identity, then it's not just going to happen. And we all know that below your capabilities is like your behavior. Yeah. Right. If I behave a certain way and I do certain things, I'm going to increase my capabilities. I can change my values and my beliefs and then I can possibly change who I think I am. Yep. And I think that that is like a key way of like if you are stuck, stagnant, trying to figure out like you're frustrated, stressed. I'm like, hey, I can't even think about a dream because I can't even think about how I'm going to pay my bills tomorrow right. or how I'm going to keep my business alive. Like you have to find out like where do you need to sh shift your identity 
to think about and believe in something different because everything else will be attracted to that. And I know that sounds like, you know, says it sounds woo woo, but it has proven to be true. Yeah. Right. And when you put yourself in a place where you are, all your energy, all your focus is, is aligned to what you're trying to accomplish. The universe steps in God, Allah, whoever you believe like steps in, it fills in a little bit of the gaps because you are showing faith. Mm -hmm. You are showing like you believe in the bigger version of yourself. And that's how things come to fruition. And if you are having a tough time dreaming bigger, here's another episode, episode 82, hopes, dreams, and ambitions. What are yours? We're giving you tons of questions to just ask yourself like, where do I want to live if I could live anywhere? What time would I wake up? What would I eat for breakfast? What would I do in a day if I didn't have to go work at Trader Joe's or wherever, right? right. And so episode 82 and then episode 84, definitely go listen to those. And so just to kind of sum it up, shit you should know oh, that I wish we would have <laughs> known a lot sooner. And that is money is abundant. It's Number everywhere. two, uh, your dreams determine the size of your success, not clocking in, clocking out, looking at your terrible circumstances, your dreams, your ability to think bigger, be excited about the future. Those are the things that determine the size of your success. And then lastly, clarity is only going to come from you putting one foot in front of the next and taking the next step and being in action. So if you don't know what the hell you want, guess what? Take one step and just see what happens. And we tell us to our kids, like as you're getting ready to go to college, you don't have to know what you're doing for the rest of your life. You can want to be successful. You can want to travel the world, but take one step. Enroll right. in a college. Be open to different courses. Join different clubs. Make different friends. You are going to learn about the next phase of your life that's going to be inspiring right. or interesting. And then that's exactly what happens in anything we do. And we're in a, in a, in a beautiful time in history where – you can switch careers, mm-hmm. you can switch many times. Biz- businesses because information on, on like what you need to build something, create something is at your fingertips. Like yeah. I couldn't imagine doing this in the eighties, right? Yeah. Like you're trying to figure out like with no got, internet, with encyclopedias and <laughs> with no internet. Like now we are in a place where you can do whatever you yeah. want and you can probably take 90 days to learn something mm-hmm. and be a guru in it. Yes. Right. To a certain extent. And actually take action and see a change in your life and a change in, in your family's life as well. So and I think also it's find ways to always be inspired. If you're right. not a part of the pusher community, you should learn about doing that. You're in a group with other people like us who are like talking about big things. It costs you 24 bucks a month. Like yeah, that's it. a couple coffees, right? So look into the pusher society from We Are The Copelands or JanelleCopeland.com. And I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we gave him a nice little push today. I'm pumped up. I'm excited. Let's go. And just like in closing, talking to my cousin the other day, she's like, what's the name of the new company? Because she knew that I had sold the bakery. And I said, oh, it's Copeland Inc. And she goes, Copeland? Um, yeah, like our last name. She goes, huh, are you guys planning on acquiring land? And I was like, "Uh, I don't know anything about buying land. And she goes, oh, we need to talk about that. Get a book on buying land and just different properties. It could be farmland. It could be development land. And she starts telling me how she just like buys land wherever, uh, one for a write-off, two to hold on to. And now it's to the point where people are calling her and they're wanting to build developments Mm. on the land that she owns. And now it's worth tons of money. I'm like, I never really thought about buying land. I thought about buying my dream house, but I didn't think about buying land 
that might be the future freaking Austin, Texas. You know what I mean? Think about people that bought that land. We're not making any more of it. So (laughs) we're inspired all the time. And I hope that you find ways to find and pull inspiration as well. And if you want us to push you again, go look into the Pusher Society. Thank you guys for listening. If this episode was inspiring, helpful, you liked it, you enjoyed it. Please take two seconds, forward it in a text message, share it with a friend and family member, share it on social media. We work really hard to give you great topics that we wish we could hear and things that we're still learning. So please share it with other people that you think would benefit from this. Have a great one and we'll talk to you soon. All right, push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time push through